So I don't just like listening to music with a socially conscious message. I like to talk about these things as well. And I do so on the Earnest Thoughts podcast. The Earnest Thoughts podcast is a weekly podcast just like this one where I talk about social issues going on within the world, going on within the United States, life in general, pretty much everything that's outside of music specifically because I have this wonderful podcast for that. So if you want to hear my thoughts on anything outside of the music, check out the Earnest Thoughts podcast. You can check that podcast out and subscribe to it on the same platforms you're listening to this podcast. I appreciate your listening. What up, y'all? It's me and Ernest. We love Ernest. Back again with another episode of the My Two Cents Podcast. And before I even get into this review, I wanted to say a big rest in peace to Harry Belafonte, the man, the legend, Harry Belafonte, the artist, singer, activist as well. Um, You can't, there's no way that you can think about just black music, uh, black activism, or even even a fusion of both without thinking about this man, Harry Belafonte. Uh, you know, for, for everyone who listens to this podcast or those who do listen to this podcast, you know how much of a big fan I am of, you know, the political music. <laughs> you know, uh, people either call it conscious hip-hop or whatever you want to categorize it. Now, Harry Belafonte was a singer. Uh, but again... Very, very, very active in, um, you know, civil rights and just uh, activism in general uh, for black folks here in America. Um, And he is definitely somebody who I would say that that when you think about. He would say this all the time. He was an activist first and an artist second. Um, whether you know a music artist wants to call, follow in that, or they say I'm an artist and an activist, or I, I was an artist and then I became an activist, whatever that, whatever they wanna, you know, say for themselves. I think that everybody who uses their voice, their art within their voice, to express you know, their concerns and, and to either speak for people who are quote, the voiceless do these things that Harry, Harry Belafonte did while he was here, even, even long after his, his, you know, musical career ended and, and, and he stopped acting as well. And he stopped just creating art he start he stopped being an artist he never stopped being a vocal leader he never stopped being an activist to you know whether it, whether the activism changed throughout times or whatever as far as what he was doing he never stopped that side of him and i just say that to say that i hope that any of the artists that i listen to whether they make, again, politically driven music or 
uh, they've had, you know, they touched on subject matters like that in the past. Or even if they don't necessarily do that, but they still feel, uh, you know, strongly about civil rights and, and uh, activism in general, right? I hope that even long after their careers is, uh, is done, whenever they decide to hang it up as artists, if they decide to do so, um, I hope that they continue on. They don't just give up and say, eh, I'm done with activism as well. I'm just going to live the easy life. I'm just going to make things easy for myself and, and not speak on these things that the elite don't want me to speak on or people might not like because and you hear artists have this mindset all the time. Harry Belafonte never had this mindset, but a lot of y'all faves artists have had this mindset of, well, white people are fave hip-hop artists, let me put it that way, especially have had this mindset of white people listen to music too, or white people listen to hip hop, or white people this, white people that. And because of that, they choose not to speak on issues, especially when it when when it's regarding race related issues, because they don't want to, <clears throat> they don't want to make their white fans uncomfortable, right? McLeBore even talked about that on uh, one of his older tracks, right? Uh, where he pretty much was, uh, when he first came out, he was told him being a white rapper was being told by people in his air, listen, you got a lot of white fans. They look at you as, you know, the Nets great white hype, <laughs> uh, the great white hope. You need to stop talking about race issues because you're going to make those fans uncomfortable now whether Macklemore today still still you know lives by those words or he still uh, you know or he took the advice of the people telling him that or not I'm not going to it's probably for a discussion for uh a future episode but I just wanted this part right here before I get into the actual review <clears throat> I just wanted need I just wanted this part to, for me to give a big loving uh, thank you and praise to Harry Belafonte you know and a rest in peace to him um, man live 96 long years on this planet and from what I've seen, I haven't known him for 96 years, obviously. I'm not 96 years old myself. But from what I've seen growing up, there was not a time where he wasted any of that mo any moment. Every time he got the chance to, again, be, <clears throat> be a voice for the voiceless. And, um, use his influence he did so and you know I would just hope that other artists in general will, will look at what he did and say you know what if he can do it I can do it too or just look at him as um, not just a blueprint but an inspiration that you can indeed <clears throat> speak on be 
be not only active within your community or communities, um, but speak on these very topics and still make music and still be beloved. I know people are going to bring up, oh, times are different. Times are, yeah, times are tougher for Harry Belafonte. Artists now, when they speak on it, because it's profitable now. It's profitable now to be on a pro-black tip or, you know, all that stuff. It wasn't back then for Harry Belafonte and other uh, activists slash artists who, you know, fused activism within their art. It wasn't easy for them to do so. So I don't want to hear something about times are different. Yeah, times are different because times are tougher back then. And yet they still did it. So what is your excuse now as an artist? That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Once again, rest in peace to Harry Belafonte. I thank you for your service here. And yeah, we'll get on with the rest of this episode. Stay tuned. So now we're on to the actual review of this episode. And as you can see from the title, I'm reviewing the it's we we keeping it classics here where we're going to keep it classic this episode. I thought it would be very fitting to review the I guess it's a new album, but it's it's pretty much a greatest hits album from the Drifters. Um, And this is the Drifters ultimate uh, album a review um, <clears throat> again this was something that released this year as to why I am doing a review for it but also again I wanted to uh, I thought again just just it being the similar time uh, where you have artists like Harry Belafonte the Drifters and just just I guess older music or whatever you want to call it, um, all all you know being artists at the same time. Although it'd be very fitting to to fit that message about or just give my you know praise to Harry Belafonte alongside with a review of the music that also was reflective of you know the 50s and 60s as well. So you have the Drifters. Again, this is a release of their pretty much their greatest hits album, but re-released in 2023 or released in 2023. Um, so I'm just going to give my quick thoughts about this album in general, and then that will be this episode, of course. Um, I really like the the you know the Drifters. I'm a fan of theirs. Um, like many other groups of this time, as singers of this time as well. Um, for those who don't know, big fan of 50s, 60s uh, music as well. Um, because I think, I just think a lot of the older sounds just sound better. Now, that is not to say that music today sucks or whatever the case is um or it's bad um but i think that especially when it comes to singers this was the time where 
you really didn't have to know how to sing. Like, you really had to know how to sing. If you are a bad singer, you are not going to get famous, you know? Now, there might be some people are like, I think so-and-so is not so much of a good singer. Let's just say, you know, someone else who was famous at around this time, Sam Cooke. Now, I think you're bugging if you think Sam Cooke can't sing. But there might be somebody out there that's like, well, I think Sam Cooke's a bad singer and he got famous. That's your terrible opinion. And that's my opinion on your terrible opinion. But this is definitely that era where if you could not sing, you was not getting on stage and you damn sure weren't getting exposed to um, millions of people, you know? Um, But aside from just the good singing on here, um, you know, this is just music that I feel like you... And I'm only 31 years old. Uh, obviously, when I heard Drifters when I was younger or just other others like them when I was younger, I didn't have much of an appreciation for them. Um, I may have, you know, like certain songs may have grown on, grown on me as I was getting older. Um, well, all of it really has grown on me as I've gotten older. But when I was a kid... Certain situations, certain songs may have were growing on me because, you know, I knew my parents liked it. Um, my dad especially was into this. Uh, he's into this sound or whatever. Um, so it was like, you know what? I, you know, I can get with it. But as I got older and started to listen to go, you know, time do some damn tra- time traveling of my own. And, and go into this sound of my own and, and figuring out what's what and listening to who who's who. You know, the Harry Belafonte's and stuff. Um, it was like, I can really have an appreciation for this sound. And I have here in my notes that this is just music that <clears throat> if you don't love it as a child because you didn't, because you grew up with it or you just were one of those <laughs> really eccentric kids that like the older stuff. If you grew up like me, where the old music, right, was just not your taste, you're likely going to grow up to be, or you're likely like me right now, <laughs> where you love this sound, you know? Um, I don't do classic reviews often because I think that is a premium service, Finding classic albums is not as easy as it was to find this album here, even though it wasn't even all that easy. The only reason why it was easier (laughs) compared to other albums, or even compared to The Drifters' other albums, is because this is actually released in 2023, right? And again, this is just really just a greatest hits album when you think about it. Uh, when you want to check out their other albums, you're going to have to put in work for that. And with that being said, if I am going to put in that much work and effort and money, <laughs> I want to at least put these classic reviews behind a premium service. Whether that be a Patreon or some other form like that. That's just how I decide to do that. So if that's something that you want, 
I'm gonna need to see the money to speak for it, not just your mouth. Because a lot of people have told me what they're willing to listen to and what they want to hear. And then when I do actually listen to what they want, they end up not paying for it. You know, they end up not listening to it at least. Um, so it's like I did what you wanted me to do and you still don't tune in. So clearly you lie. But anyways, not to talk about them folks, just to talk about just to wrap up this review here. Um, you know, I just like I was saying, like this is definitely music. As you get older, you're gonna you're gonna appreciate despite the generational differences. Um, and I think it's just something about the feel of the music, the beautiful voices on it. Like I said, this was this was an era where long before you know they were propping up just anybody, you had to have the talent, and you can feel the talent while listening. You can not only see the talent when you see like old clips and performances and all that stuff, but it's like you can feel the talent. You can feel the love. You can just feel that when you're listening to the music. My one gripe about, you know, songs in the 50s and 60s and so um, is that a lot of it has a lot of similar elements like, a lot of it does sound the same, but it's different, obviously. But you can't really get upset about that when you listen to today's music again. You can say the same thing about today's music or a certain sub-genre sub, sub of either it be rap or pop or whatever the case is. And you can literally legit say the same thing. Like, well, that sounds the same as well. Uh, so it just goes to show that no matter what era it is, there's always going to be a popular sound or popular styles and other groups and other artists are going to use said popular styles and sounds. So I thought that was just something interesting to note about this album here. But all in all, it's a nice list. It's definitely a nice listen if you want to time travel, do your history or just simply listen to beautiful, good music. Listen to this album right here. And listen to other music, uh, m- albums and music by the Drifters. Because they're a pretty good group. You know, legends within their own right. So, there's that. And that is the end of this review here. Just give my quick thoughts. Appreciate you for listening. Check out the links in the description box below. Subscribe, share, and rate this podcast, please. Until next time, until next episode, you hear from me when you hear from me. Peace out.